Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Theme Park Sandbox. My name is Aaron. My name is Drew. And we're here to nerd out with you a bit. Today's episode is very special because we are talking about a beloved Disney franchise, a film franchise with a female lead protagonist who is aided by a dragon on her quest to save her father in a faraway Asian land. No, we're not talking about Mulan. We are talking about Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah. Right off the bat, I want to just let everyone know, we're going to be talking plot points. We're going to be talking spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, go check it out on Disney Plus right away. Uh, Drew and I watched it a few times. And today, Drew, do you want to let everyone know what we're doing? Yeah, so I'm really excited because this movie, you know, just came out. It's fresh, you know, off the off the screen. And I when I watched it, I don't know about you, Aaron, but like I thought it was a fantastic movie. I did watch it twice, like you said, but I'm really excited for today's episode because we're not kind of taking an existing ride like we have in the past. like. We have the opportunity, and this is our first time doing this on this channel, we have the opportunity to create whatever we want with this movie from scratch, wherever we want, and we don't have to worry about, you know, reimagining an existing attraction. Like, it is just pure, like, blue sky. What would you do for Raya and the Last Dragon? Now, like, Aaron, did you, did you like the movie? I'm sure you did. Yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. One thing that I thought was was notable and that really like drew me in uh as an action movie fan uh in particular the martial arts movie fan uh the fight scenes in this movie were spectacular and that's weird to say number one for an animated movie uh and number two for a i guess you'd categorize this as a disney princess movie you know yeah it and is. yeah they were spectacular fight scenes super well choreographed emotional it pushed the plot forward like it was everything that you'd want totally totally yeah i watched a bunch of the behind the scenes videos for it and like how they did it this is like one of the first disney movies where all the animators and actors and actresses actually worked from home and like you can't tell at all like you i think no i think the product is is absolutely superior it's a mostly asian cast um mm-hmm. And like for me, you know, I'm I'm Vietnamese, so I've been to Vietnam. Um, I love going there and like seeing some of the scenes from the movies, like definitely was just like, oh, my gosh, that is Hoi An from Vietnam. That's like the old French quarter of Hoi An or like, oh, my gosh, that area is how long Bay. And then I realized like in the middle of me doing kind of like this research on the movie, a lot of the story has a lot to do with what I've experienced in Vietnam when I went there. So like just a quick synopsis, like I went to Vietnam. I went to this amazing place called Ha Long Bay, which has 1,969 limestone um, rock formations like coming up out of the water. And the story is that it's actually, Ha Long literally means descending dragon. (laughs) So, I mean, it is literally just plucked straight out of that. Like that is Kumandra essentially. And those rock formations, the, the legend behind them is that like they were placed there uh, like by the dragon's tail to protect um, the people of Vietnam. So like, I mean, it's just really cool. And it's like, there's so much more history than what they tell you in the movie. So like, I highly recommend watching some of those behind the scenes, um, like kind of interviews 
because for me, it just meant a lot. Like being someone who's like Vietnamese, it was really cool um, to be able to hear that they were using a lot of references from stories that I heard growing up or places that I've been. So anyway, I liked it a lot, if you couldn't tell. And I'm really excited. Um, Aaron and I, we, we did some parameters for our episode today. Yeah, we're using similar parameters to the last time that we did a land reimagining. But uh, today, the, the difference will be that we're not doing a reimagining. We're just doing an imagining. So we're starting with an attraction. Uh, we're doing a restaurant. We're doing a, additional experiences beyond just the right, right in front of you experiences. And then just the general theming that you'd experience within this land. Um, Drew, I am curious to hear where you want to put this land. It doesn't have to take the place of anything, but just give me a little something on where you might put it. If, you know, again, completely blue sky, we have all the flexibility in the world where this land would go. Definitely. I, I mean, like, I, I think it's pretty obvious, like the perfect place to put it. Um, and that's got to be Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Like when you enter Animal Kingdom, like on the ticket mm -hmm. booth, there's three different animals. There's like an elephant. There yeah. is what's the middle one? The, well, there's a, a like a safari animal. Yeah, there's a dinosaur. Dinosaur. And, that's what it is. And a dragon. Yeah. So and, you've got your like current species. You've got your prehistoric extinct species, and then you have like the species of legend or mythical creatures. Right. And like for the longest time, we didn't have anything even related to like mystical creatures in Animal Kingdom until we got uh, Pandora, the land of Avatar. Right. And even right. then, the Banshee is kind of they're not really looked at as like dragons. So yeah, I think yeah, I think for Riot and the last dragon um, to be that representative, you know, creature for the dragon at the main entrance is perfect. So I obviously would put it somewhere in the Asia area of the park. Yep. Um, obviously, I think that makes the most sense. But I didn't really pick a, a particular, you know, spot. Did you pick like an exact spot in the park? So I, I did. Uh, well, I had two thoughts. Partly this was based on where there's space. And then partly it was where it would fit the best okay. uh, with some of the experiences. So the one was sort of north of the Asia area. There is space there that they could expand the sort of overall campus of Animal Kingdom and fit that in very, very effectively. Mm -hmm. uh, I think especially if you have the sort of um, the draw of, of the Forbidden Mountain in um, Expedition Everest. Yeah. And then if you could have some kind of similar reference to like, hey, come over this way. And I think that the perfect one would be that mountaintop with the, um, the castle for heart, the area of Kumandra for heart. Yeah. Um, I think that would be perfect. There was another spot that worked really well, which is actually just above all of the Avatar area. There's a long stretch where there's not really anything going on, similar to your walk from um, the Bear Country to all of the Galaxy's Edge stuff in Disneyland. Where okay, so a long really stretch. close. Yeah, it's like a long stretch of just where there's sort of development theming stuff, but it's not like... It's not a land. It's just that transitional area. Okay. So that would actually work. I think you would have to move more laterally as well, but there is space there and it's right along the waterway, which I think was a really important key aspect to, um, to my version of the land and also to parts of the storytelling. The water itself plays a really important part in storytelling. 
Definitely. Those were the two like potential spots that I thought, oh, either one of those could work really well. Yeah, I definitely wanted to try to put it in Disneyland. Um, You know, I just don't think there's enough space. Um, You would have to really like to wedge it into Adventureland would be pretty difficult. And I think Mm -hmm. that would kind of be the only place it would truly fit inside of that park. Um, But or just take over take over pirates island like completely <laughs> yeah yeah pirates layer on tom Sawyer island yeah that that would yeah. be that would be the only other place that you could do it but even then it's still pretty small and they cut half of it yeah. off to build galaxy's edge so that's right yeah. it's even smaller than it was before but mm-hmm. um anyway should we move on to did you want to do rides first i am super excited to talk about rides i'm gonna let you go uh, first then awesome awesome in thinking about the ride uh, and in thinking about this being the sort of like the next generation, the latest and greatest, most awesome version of a Disney princess attraction, uh, I was thinking like, OK, let's let's kind of look over what Disney princess rides exist. So I watched some videos of all of those and sort of thought about some of the key characteristics of the storytelling that they use. A lot of it is. Uh, truncated, but they're really big on these big themes. Uh, and I think that uh, the theme of trust permeates all of Raya. And so yeah. I wanted to try and figure out the way to like drive home that story beat of like trusting one another, sort of valued above all else, even when you're, you know, at the final grasp and you're <laughs> fighting tooth and nail with your neighbor as it happens. Um, trust is what's going to break through. Trust is what's going to bring peace. Right. In thinking about that, I was trying to sort of piece together my major scenes. And so I jotted down the scenes that I really wanted to see and tried to like work backwards from there to figure out um, how I wanted this ride to work. And what I came up with was this would be a water ride. Uh, so I then was like kind of focused in on Frozen as, okay, Frozen's a water ride, princess attraction. How can I really improve this to a substantial degree? Mm-hmm. And it was the ride vehicle. So have you watched any videos of the Pirates of the Caribbean in Shanghai Disney? Yes, I have. You have. So you know about the, the motion oh, that yeah. you get in this boat. Definitely. So I thought that that would be a really, really effective way to be able to tell the story to be able to use elements of the story in justifying the ride vehicle. Mm -hmm. This isn't just that you're on a boat because you're on a boat. Uh, This is you're on a boat because the Droon, the sort of antagonistic non-human enemy in the movie can't, can't permeate water. So if you're on a boat, you're safe. So the guests are safe for all intents and purposes. My idea was that you would start, you'd walk, of course, through Kumandra and sort of develop that story just in the sort of passive taking in of the environment. You walk through the queue and the queue would tell you the story of the breaking of the dragon orb. So that would already be established before you've boarded the ride vehicle. Um, so you get that, that immersion, you get the storytelling right from the get-go. And the first scene that you get in the actual ride, you board your boat, and you see the shipwreck and you get to see this giant, beautiful Sisu. I was hoping like, like properly one-to-one scale animatronic of the dragon. 
I just think that that would be so cool and such a great way to immediately start the ride is like, hey, we're not messing around. Check this thing out. Yeah. Which is very Pirates-esque in the Shanghai sense because they come right out of the gates with this awesome illusion of the skeleton turning into Jack Sparrow. Right. Yeah. So I was like, boom, right off the bat, we're getting going. We're full on technology. We're full on like storytelling. We're ready to go. And immediately you jump into a dive because you have a dip to get away from the uh, the tribe that's chasing after Raya and uh, unknowingly chasing after Sisu. So that would be sort of the first scene. And then the next uh, the next step is trying to find the various pieces of the broken dragon orb. So right. the first one that that Raya and Sisu find is in tail. So they're in tail and they're seeing all these booby traps and things that are going off. And I thought, why not have like real physical booby traps that are kind of being activated and just sort of uh, obscuring the fact that it's a screen based uh, Raya and Sisu bouncing around and avoiding all these traps as they're sort of like passing by you. And that can also make the boat jostle and shake and move. It can make waves splash at you and like have these fun effects as all these right. traps are being activated. Yeah. Uh, and then that one would end with Sisu transforming into a human. So, I mean, pretty easy to imagine something where uh, you could just use sort of the, there's like the mirror illusion that you see in, um, well, in Pirates in Disneyland, uh, they've got the same thing with the butterfly in Journey to Imagination with Figment. Okay. Something like that where, oh, suddenly Sisu's a human and you get to see her human form and you get kind of the idea of, oh, She's got powers that develop when they get a, a piece of the dragon orb. So even if you haven't seen the movie, you're understanding like, oh, this is imbuing this cool dragon thing that I met from, from jump with these powers. Oh, neat. Okay, cool. Moving into our next scene. Uh, the next scene is actually probably my favorite sequence in the movie. Okay. Uh, it's the marketplace in Talon. Yes. <laughs> you, get to meet, you get to meet the three monkeys. You get to meet the little girl. And, and so hijinks ensue you get to see these sort of acrobatic moves and again it's more like of this sort of like chaotic um quality that you saw in the booby traps activating but this would be a much bigger show scene so think more on the scale of like mickey and minnie's runaway railway where you can look sort of in multiple directions and see different parts of the story unfolding um the circus area is what i was imagining yeah where there's like all these are the whatever it is like the amusement park i don't think it's a circus amusement park that's sort of like growing and expanding and all these things are happening and then the twister ride becomes a real twister so you just sort of get the same version of that where you have the monkeys doing something and then there uh the baby is like kicking raya out of the way that whole chase sequence yeah that you can sort of just experience uh you know a sort of like point of view version of mm -hmm. and that would then end with they catch and then sort of like bring into the crew the three monkeys and the child and then they get that next piece of the dragon orb um that next piece of the dragon orb is obtained from the chiefess, and that right. one that one is the one that allows you to uh to create fog so sisu creates this big fog so for this one what i was thinking would be really neat is to do sort of like a a 180 degree slow move where the boat is now in reverse and you see all this fog go around you and then you're suddenly falling backwards to a reverse drop. 
which I think is something. Well, I know that there's a um, pirates a does drop that. In pirates. Yeah, it yeah. does that in Shanghai. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought, I mean, if the tech works somewhere, it's going to work here too. So the next scene, so you've now fallen backwards and you're like, oh man, this is so cool. This is so crazy. Uh, and it's just been like two really intense moments of like, you know, sort of like comedic hijinks that are going on, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the next scene is in Spine and Spine is the sort of like very stoic, very foreboding fortress. Right. Where it's just like very gray, very tense. And, uh, and so you back into this and so once you kind of like level off you sort of rotate and then see this enormous building uh you know formidable gates the whole thing and you're sort of like oh wow what i i what what's going on here and then being able to use that castle like facade to obscure screens where you can uh visualize more of these awesome fight scenes extremely well choreographed fight scenes between raya and namari just going at it, battling one another. Yeah. And as you continue around, you know, there, there is more plot that develops. I'm sort of fast forwarding through, but right. you go from that sort of like brick castle-y walls, go right into the next, which is Fang, the final sort of area of the kingdom. And that can just sort of fade into the Fang castle where the fight is continuing now. And again, making a little bit of story shorthand, um, Namari will sort of win the fight or like leave things in a stalemate. And as you turn, you'll notice that the drone is approaching the boat. And I thought that a really cool use of going back to that Jack Sparrow illusion, a really cool use of that illusion would be to turn real people into the stone statues. Totally. Yeah. So Super going cool. through this last area and you're sort of seeing like, you know, it's been happy, look, go lucky. It's been this comedic, you know, monkeys jumping on the heads of people kind of thing. And now suddenly <laughs> things are getting very intense. Things are changing very quickly. And you see, you know, the drone on one side. You see the fight going poorly for our protagonist on the other side. And the walls are now literally closing in on you as you sort of enter this hallway that is just all the, the drone and it sort of can be lit and dramatic and it's closing 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 until the boat just stops as you the guests are now frozen and you are like the stone statues oh, okay and in the distance you'll see namari finally putting together the dragon orb uh and then you'll see the drone disappear some doors open and then you'll be going back on your way to heart and you'll see this enormous room with the sort of like almost firework looking uh, dancing and flying of all the dragons across the sky. You'll see people turning back from the stone statues back into their, their former selves, people reuniting. You have this whole great celebration and you've now been able to basically tour all of Kumandra. And then the very end, I think. I'd be remiss to not have like the the really cool rear projection facial or even what they're doing with Beauty and the Beast in Japan, like the full on like articulated oh, yeah, faces yeah, yeah, yeah. for Raya, for Namari, and then give me a tuk tuk, uh, give me another Sisu, you know, give me some of these other characters, like real ones, and wrap up this ride. 
that's awesome. I think it would be perfect still for kids. It would be exciting enough and like fulfilling enough for adults. I think that it could really, really hit home well. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's finally happened, Aaron. Uh oh. <laughs> We're only a couple episodes in, and yep. we have literally created the same exact ride. Ah. <laughs> oh, I, just I'm, for everyone's awareness, Drew and I do not talk about these things. We make up a topic, and then we go into our our separate silos. We don't talk to one another for a week, and then we come back and we pitch each other, hopefully different ideas. All right, Drew. Well, <laughs> improve my idea then, because okay. I'm sure that you've thought of things differently than I have. Totally. Yeah, there are some some differences uh, between ours. Literally in my notes here, it says, um, well, like, first of all, I, I should explain kind of the I wanted to explain the entrance to the attraction, like and how um, it would be presented to you. And so basically what I wrote was I, I love that bridge that um yes that ba throws raya off of in the beginning because it's like it's Mm -hmm. it's a very symbolic area right between um the 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 guardian palace and like the rest of kumandra and at the very end of course they all meet up on that same exact bridge so um so i wrote the bridge to the guardian palace with I, i want um stone dragon topiaries on both sides uh, as well as like, I thought it would be really fun to have stone actors. And I know they have those in Epcot. Have you ever seen those people that like they dress up and they're they just stand they're live people, but they stand really still and people take photos with them and then they come to life. Um, I mean, I've I've seen them on like the Venice Boardwalk. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> sometimes they're really cheesy. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but I thought it would be a really neat little like additional feature that like. The, the people of Kumandra like are playing a trick on the visitors, right? Like, oh my gosh, is the Droon back? No, we're just messing with you. We're just dressed up as stone. Um, and then I wanted the land to be super rich with uh, vegetation and flowers. So um, the, the kind of things that I wanted were like cherry blossoms, sugarcane, bamboo, palm trees, yeah. banana trees, things like that, that just give you that kind of like southeast asian tropical vibe but once you get to the entrance of the ride um the, I, I you put it in the ride but i put it in the queue so i wrote here the queue enters through the shipwreck which is of course the very last river that raya encounters where she meets sisu um and then i literally wrote uh imagine the pirates shanghai ride blended with mickey and minnie's runaway railway um but the difference for me is i wanted the ships to really look like the chinese junk boats um okay if you don't know what the chinese junk boats are just look up a photo of them they're really cool they're very interesting looking it's nothing like the boats we have here and it and it really does kind of get you in the mindset of like oh this is an asian um country or like you know it's it's based on on asian history so the only other difference is I wanted the spirit of Sisu, like the gem, to be at the bow of every ship and for it to actually play a part in the story. Not only is it only like a piece at the beginning, but it slowly builds up throughout the attraction. Um, mm-hmm. And then it, at the very end, of course, it fully lights up and you, you don't even realize that like you've had this on the front of your ship the whole time. Another difference would be uh, I wanted the 
the characters to do voiceover. I wanted Raya as well as um, Ba, her dad, um, to tell us the story about the different villages, tail, talon, spine, fang, heart. We immediately enter, just like yours, uh, different show scenes, like different rooms where different things happen. But what I, what I did was I kind of did what you did, but I picked little fun things out of each uh, place that mm-hmm. they visit. So the first one, which is tail, I really loved in the movie, there is a part where a beetle lands on Sisu's face. Um, and Raya goes, be careful, that's a tootin' boom. And she goes, what the heck is that? And it, and it farts and then explodes. So I, I kind of, we kind of, we're kind of on the same page as far as I really wanted a very narrow passageway for the boat to go through very carefully mm-hmm. and not to, you know, mess up with, uh, you know, mess with any of the tootin' boom bugs. And then once she gets that piece of stone, um, for you to back through that same passageway. But then, of course, everything goes haywire. All the right. tootin' booms go off in your face. There's like, there's like that, um, that tough to be a bug, um, stink bug smell. The stink bug smell. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really, I really like that. And like, they're all different colors in the movie. So I really like the idea of yeah. like, just like you're, you're, you know, blinded with different colors of light with that stink bug smell <laughs> it's like man that's a tootin boom for sure um mm-hmm. and then as we go backwards i wanted a backwards drop just like you did um it's kind of actually hilarious how similar our ideas are um <laughs> kind of scary too at the same time but anyway um and then of, of course you get to a, a slower moment where sisu explains the drone as we ride through floating flowers that was one of the parts of the movie that i really thought was very symbolic when they offer the different flowers to the river that they're on and that represents you know their family that they've lost due to the drone and i i thought that was like a really nice part um, to tell and of course the flowers would just be all around us and i, I just thought that visually that would be really cool because on water rides you don't tend to look down at the water you look at what's at the water's edge. And so for me, this movie is so symbolic, the use of water. And so I thought you should, you should be looking down at things that are in the water and happening in the water. So um, after that, you go to the next um, uh, village, which is Talon, the floating city, uh, where the baby, the con baby, her name's Noi, by the way. We find out later that her name is Noi. Um, I, I, I like the colors, obviously that, that place is definitely based on Hoi An and the old French quarter in Vietnam. Um, it's full of color, lanterns, street vendors, but I liked the idea, um, of you not actually seeing Noi or the monkeys. I liked having, um, like a shadow puppet silhouette of just like Mm. things jumbling and happening to you. Um, so, of course, they get the, the next piece of the gem. Um, once again, the bow of the ship lights up, um, telling you that you've gained uh, another piece. And then the next part, just like what you said, spine. Spine is very cold. I want the room to be freezing cold. I want it to be windy. I want there to be snow falling. Um, and then we're actually just entering through the gates as... Uh, Raya and Namari are like wrestling and, and like having their mm. fight. And then Sisu covers everybody in like a blue purple fog. So I, yeah. you know, cause like you said, that's when she, she gets her, 
her fog powers. So I love the idea of a big animatronic, uh, just like what you said, uh, for Sisu, blowing fog, totally blinding everybody in this like blue purplish fog. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, that's the moment when we pick up one of my favorite characters in the movie, Tong. Uh, yeah, he's so great. I, I absolutely love that character. Um, and of course, I had to add in his famous line from the movie uh, where he says he wants to join the Droon butt kickery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, you don't actually see Tong in that scene because obviously it's covered in fog. But all you hear off in the distance is footsteps and him saying he wants to join the, the Droon butt kickery. So that's uh, that scene. And then you enter the next scene, uh, which is, of course, Fang. This was like one of like the harder, like, I don't know if you got like the Lion King vibes watching Sisu fall from the edge of the cliff. Uh, I definitely yep. did for sure. Um, so in mind, you see Sisu fall from the cliff and um, that's when everything goes dark. And one of my favorite things is those ride vehicles they're not really in the water. Have you noticed that, Aaron? When you watch the videos of it, like they're in like maybe six inches of water at the most. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. not really floating, I don't think, at any point in time during their transitions. So no, I think the water is just to obscure the track. Right, right. So um, what I wanted to do was uh, to symbolize that moment of Sisu falling, I wanted all of the water to start bubbling around you and then mm-hmm. start to sink. And then you, you feel drain it out. Yeah. And then you feel this thud of the boat hitting the ground. What does that mean? There's no water left to protect you. And so Tuk yeah. Tuk bumps your boat. You do a complete fast 180 and it is a droon, it, like a city of droon in front of you. And you have nowhere to go. Like, um, I, I, I like the, the idea that the ground is like shaking, um, I really love that feeling like when you're in a car with like heavy bass of like the shaking to the bones of like subwoofers, mm-hmm. like just to yeah. show how scary the drone is. Um, and then of course you get consumed just like, just like in yours, everybody turns to stone. Raya trusts Namari and everyone turns to stone. The room goes dark and silent within the chaos. So everything is still happening. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie is like all of this, all these things are happening to you, but it is dead silent. And all you see is Namari put that piece back into the gem. All of a sudden we get this big, you know, boom of light coming from your boat. I like the idea of using like the laser technology with like a, with Mm -hmm. like fog. I thought that would be really cool. Um, And the room, um, transforms as rain falls so kind of like mickey and minnie's runaway railway the room goes from dark to Mm -hmm. completely alive uh the room transforms as rain falls and the dragons return and the whole room is just glowing with light um the water of course returns you feel the boat float back up and then we enter to the final scene with raya connecting with her ba and tuk tuk and the monkeys of course behind us like because they're hilarious and they're really cute Mm -hmm. um and the very last thing that you hear before you exit the boat is Raya saying, welcome to Kamandra to her dad. I just thought that was like one of the greatest moments of the movie. And then, of course, when you exit, everything's warmly lit. Everything is so alive. We're not in the darkness anymore. Yeah. So we were like, man, we were pretty, 
pretty dang pretty close. Like, yeah, I wonder how many other people would have come up with that kind of <laughs> that ride vehicle. It, it just you have to have it in water. There's there's no way yeah. you can have like I thought like, oh, man, what if we, you know, replace dinosaur? There's just no way it has to be water. <laughs> I, I, I tried so hard, but. Well, one one thing that I and this sort of like will sort of allude to one of my additional experiences a little bit. Uh, one thing I was trying to come up with was a way to make Tuk Tuk the ride vehicle. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I did which, too. Which, uh, which made me think of the Bantha concept vehicle for Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. That that was going to be one of those things. I was like, how would that, how would you be able to keep it? And because you want to be able to like also see his face, but then have it kind of like go back. Right. You want the, the, the real deal. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot figure that one out. <laughs> the tuk-tuk the in my ride is just a big ball, by the way. Like, you yeah. don't actually see his face. Um, right. So he just bumps your boat. But, like, I agree with mm-hmm. you. Like, I thought about that, too. I was like, man, like, how do you get, how do you get people on tuk-tuk? And it's like, you have to see his face. Like, that's, he, yeah. that's the character. Like, his shell, like, the pill bug armadillo shell is not enough. Like, you have to see... Because he's so cute. He's so adorable yeah. at the beginning. And I, to be honest, I wish that he was smaller for the majority of the movie. I, I, but, but I understand. It, it shows time that he grows up. Mm-hmm. So, um, dang. Okay, so what did you think about like adding the gem to the front of the boat? Since like our ideas are so similar. Yeah, I like that idea. I mean, uh, a couple of things about what you said that I think just really flesh out the ideas that I had that idea of like you get to participate and you are seeing a, a very physical representation of progress throughout the entirety of the ride. I think that's a really, really effective use of that ride vehicle. Uh, I can't even think of another Disney ride that really does that. There's sort of, I mean, so when you initially said that, what I was thinking of was ET popping out of the bike basket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little bit. So yeah, a little bit of that. I mean, that's not showing ride progression necessarily but it is sort of like that cool little extra level of uh of immersion I, so i think that's that's actually excellent yeah and i did i did what you did too like i thought like okay it's a princess it's a boat ride you know the frozen ride the frozen ride is a pretty mm-hmm. good blueprint for that but i just didn't think it had the correct amount of movement and the ability to articulate with with a screen to help you kind of segue you from one scene to another, as well as the pirates in Shanghai. And, and like I said, if you guys haven't seen the pirates in Shanghai, do, do go watch it. <laughs> it yeah, is, go check that out. It is so cool. Um, and I, I really do think that would be like the perfect ride vehicle. Not only is it like just as thrilling as our pirates of the Caribbean, but like the show scenes are triggered perfectly in time. It mm-hmm. seats like twice as many people. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's done so well, so well. So I'm, I'm glad yeah. you and I were, were on the same page as far as the technology that we we're going to use now. Okay. So that was the ride. Cool. That was the ride. We basically pitched one ride in two different ways. <laughs> and in a way also the land theming, like, um, talking about the, the foliage that you would add into the land theming. And yeah, I think that would be just perfect. And having the sort of, I, I I'm guessing that's what it's supposed to be is like the mountain with the, the, um, the guardians, uh, palace, like the, the guardians, yeah, the, palace. Gu- the palace. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. 
uh, having that as like sort of the 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 weenie in the distance, the thing to make you come over and check out this area. I think that pretty well rounds out what that land should be. Yeah, I think so too. And like uh, the way I think about like the the rock formation for Heart, by the way, is kind of like um, the Hogwarts castle is to Forbidden yep. Journey, right? Like it's not actually. Yes you know, something that you go into, it's just a, a like a force perspective representation of, yeah. you know, what you're about to enter in the land that you're going to be in. So beast's castle for yeah, be our guest, yeah, except exactly just better. <laughs> yeah. I think beast castle is a little too, too close. Like you can, you figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and like, like you said too, I didn't know that there was a waterway between the area, uh, like above Asia, I think is what you said. Like that's perfect for the bridge. Like, I really do mm-hmm. think you should enter Kumandra or like, sorry, heart via a bridge because um, yeah, it's so symbolic definitely. in the movie. So um, cool. Yeah. Let's move on to restaurants. Yes. Super excited about this. Yeah. I'm sure we co- probably came up with something similar here. I mean, but you can't have you can't have a restaurant in Kumandra without using the Shrimporium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without using Boone. So Boone Shrimporium. Uh, my idea for it was basically just his actual boat, but scaled up to be like the size of the Mark Twain. Okay. So like a three level, um, experience. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, and getting like excellent Asian cuisine would be spectacular. And I definitely want like the extreme spicy version to be available. Yes. Yeah. It's got to, it's got to, um, (laughs) That re- you know what your idea reminds me of is that old, hmm. I think it was Starkist, right? That did the old pirate ship uh, in Disneyland yes. where, yep. where Dumbo is now. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's super cool. Yeah. That, you might be able to fit in some Easter eggs for that too. That'd be super sweet. Definitely. Definitely. So to have that, um, and then on the interior, I mean, you could basically just theme it to look like a boat, put in some cool Easter eggs. Yeah. But what I, so this is, the um the connection to tuk tuk from earlier is i was like okay how can we do this ride vehicle thing and then i thought nope let's scale it down i want the like you know 6 month old version of tuk tuk mm-hmm. to be a little do you remember when um the force awakens came out and there were those sphero robots yes yeah so have a few of those and have like several little little guys just being able to kind of like run around on tracks like maybe up towards the ceiling pushing around dishes and so forth like to be able to just give a little kineticism there and then of course because it's disney you can buy the tuk tuk rolling wheel essentially droid but (laughs) the little remote control guy yeah i didn't even think about the parallels between like i'm literally sitting here looking at a a BB droid that I built at galaxy's Mm -hmm. edge and like the magnetic head on top could easily be converted into like a saddle with a character sitting on top. top. Yes. Mm -hmm. That would be like, I kind of want to do that to one. If they, if they aren't already doing it, like I kind of want to do that. That's super cool. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then this was my additional experience. Uh, and it actually is a little dinghy off of the main, um, shrimporium. And it's a little waterway tour because one of the things Boone does at the end is is he offers the, sh- the Shrimporium for tours. Right. And this calls back a really old um, Animal Kingdom attraction, which was literally a boat 
uh, tour around the rivers. Okay. It was shut down after being massively unpopular because nothing really happened in it. Uh, there were supposed to be some effects and things that never kind of came to light. There's actually was a dragon effect where you would see like fire coming out of a cave and you'd see all these knights that were like charred and uh, like like <laughs> really brutalized. Okay. And it was sort of decided that that wasn't Disney uh, family friendly. So they shut it all down and then they shut down this boat tour. So let's bring it back, but bring it back as as the sort of derivative, you know, like a little dinghy or something that's just going off and doing little um, little jungle cruises. Yeah. Around. Yeah. With, with uh with some of that like characterization i also like the idea and i've been wanting to do this idea for a long time i should save the details for a different episode but having some sort of dessert bar at night using boats that aren't used um at night and making that Mm. like a paid for experience where it's like you're literally on a cruise enjoy some dessert enjoy a drink like i think that would be really cool i don't think anyone would mind that I think that that years ago was a thing that was offered um, in Walt Disney World. I think there was like a pirate's cruise that was kind of that. And um, and they had like a, a little bit of a like a show element to it. Oh, cool. It wasn't in the park. I think it was in Seven Seas Lagoon. I might be completely making that up, though. Well, either <laughs> so, way. Who knows? Yeah, I think it'd be a fun idea. But cool. Okay, so I love the idea of like scaling up his boat and like you being able to dine in it. I think that I think you could do some pretty cool effects in there, too. I even went to the level of trying to trying to decide uh, if this should have its own kitchen or if it should be a shared kitchen. And Mm. then looked at like the locations of all of them was like, oh, this would have to if it was going to be waterfront, it would really have to be its own thing. So this would have to like really kick up i mean animal kingdom dining is already pretty spectacular yeah but this would have to like really be um uh, a must do restaurant experience awesome well my um my restaurant concept is is totally different than yours um so great (laughs) the audience (laughs) thanks you yes yeah (laughs) but um but the character is the same obviously captain boone um, is like one of the greatest characters and also just like a great performance from the actor who who did the voice for Boone. I just like, yeah, you just you you absolutely fall in love with that character. And he's like so friendly and so like he just wants to be helpful. Um, but anyway, so my idea is that his restaurant is taking place post kumandra so like post everyone coming back together mm-hmm. there and my idea is that there everybody is sharing this the gem right so there's no need to have a palace anymore to protect it so you have a perfectly good palace that's doing nothing <laughs> so um i loved the first scene in the movie where she's like doing her training with her dad and um there's like a bunch of those nets and like almost like that tomb raider style tunnel uh that leads up into the actual dragon gem palace um and i love the idea of being able to dine in there and also having like uh under floor projections that show the water flowing up towards the center i guess you could have mm, the gem yeah. there still um but one thing that i do want to have 
if the gem is going to be in that room is there's a really cool effect that I looked up uh, the first time I went on Flight of Passage. So when you're in the queue for Flight of Passage and you reach the scientific laboratory area, there is a DNA strand that is spinning. And I looked mm -hmm. at it a little bit closer and I said, how did they do that? And I found out it's droplets of water that are fallen in a specific order and then they put a strobe light on it. But what I found out is if you scale that up, you can actually make water look like it's flowing upward. So I want to use that technology, water strobe light effect, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. It's really cool. And I would love that to be the centerpiece of the restaurant where you can see water droplets flowing upward um, around, around the stone. And then <clears throat> because of the shape of that actual palace, to me, it kind of screamed like kind of like a 360 vision, except I wouldn't want to have like an ongoing video. I would like to have like the paintings and the different um, like elements on the walls come to life um, mm. and tell the story uh, of of the dragons. And, you know, like like what you said, like what happened before, um, like what caused the, the dragons to, and everyone to become uh, turned to stone. So, um, so that's kind of like the idea of the restaurant. Um, I also wanted to have, uh, drinks that have dragon gem light cubes. You know, Disney loves to sell you those extra yep. $11 light cubes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so a why not LED with a battery in it? Yeah, exactly. So why not <laughs> have those in every single drink? I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I also love the idea, like what you said of having it like be a very high-end restaurant with truly authentic Asian, like Southeast Asian food. And I yeah. want everything to be served on a banana leaf. Um, of course, you have to serve uh, Raya's homemade jackfruit jerky, which, by the way, I should say my, so me being Vietnamese, my mother likes to dehydrate everything. And so she used to actually make me dehydrated jackfruit. The next time I, I visit you, Aaron, I'm going to bring you some. And you can try it. It's actually really good. <laughs> yeah. It's super I've tasty. Had, um, oh, well, I've had some of the jackfruit. Uh, they have a jackfruit barbecue yeah. burger or like a, it basically like pulled jackfruit, like a pulled pork would be. Right. Um, it's one of one of my favorite things. It's really, really good. Yeah. It's not dehydrated, but it's very, very good. Jackfruit is super delicious. Um, so anyway, I, I wanted to have her homemade jackfruit jerky. Um, authentic Asian dishes like egg rolls, bao buns, um, and then of course uh, kumandra stew, which is kind of like the whole, you know, the whole thing. And I would love the bowl for that to have the different villages represented underneath, um, or even on the plate that it's on. Of course, Rune's shrimp kongi that just or kanji that just won't quit, you know. Yep. Um, and then Tong's coconut rice milk mango dessert because in the movie he talks about mango and he says of course you like mango <laughs> everyone likes everyone mango. likes mango so <laughs> those were kind of like my food ideas but i think it would just be really cool to dine it would kind of give you that like that blue bayou kind of vibe where you're like yeah in a dark space and things are happening around you um Anyway, it, it kind of just like and then by the time you leave you forget like oh my gosh i'm in a theme park you know i love that feeling so mm -hmm. that's my restaurant. Yeah, I love it. 
the only thing that I would add to that um, in this sort of use use of screens to tell the story, uh, I don't know if you picked up on uh, there's a section in Fang where they're using paper shadow puppetry yes. to tell the story of like of the sort of like sub kingdom of Fang. And uh, in college, I did a music, a world music class. And one of my favorite ty- uh, areas that we studied um, was Indonesian music and gamelan Indonesian music had a lot to do with use of the shadow puppetry. So I thought what better way to tell the sort you know, to tell the truncated really quick high point version of the various parts of Kumandra's story than use of that. Yeah. Just animate it. Totally. Uh, I mean, you could do it practically and just record it and then throw that up there. Yeah. Uh, you could even go so far as to animate paper puppets that it's actual real, you know, it's, it's the same one pre-recorded. It's all these motions pre-recorded, but to actually have paper puppets that are telling the story and you can kind of look around the thing and say, Oh, those are, those are really doing that. That's really, that's really happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely remember that scene. That's why I put it in the ride. Um, but like, I think I, I totally agree. It, it, almost like kind of like the magic windows on main street. If you can, if you mm-hmm. can have the paper puppets and then be able to like, see like, Oh my gosh, they're actually real paper puppets. I agree. That'd yeah. be super cool. But um, I mean, they could just look like paper puppets and be made out of carbon fiber for all we know. <laughs> just anything so they don't tear. Right, right. Yeah. But I, I do like the idea of like dining and then having like subtle storytelling around you. Yeah. Um, that like come to life. Right. So cool. Awesome. Well, OK. Two different um, restaurants. Now, the next section is pretty vague. Um, I, it's yes. so vague that I had a little bit of trouble with it. Um, and that is one additional experience that is themed to Raya and the, and the last dragon. So what did you come up with for your additional experience? Yeah, mine, mine was just that, that boat tour idea of having these sort of dinghies that come off of the main restaurant. So sort of the use of a restaurant as the, the sort of vessel for another sort of like attraction, a small attraction. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, okay. So for mine, I guess I, I, it really, it was really a challenge for me. I wanted to make something that was like, it's a hard movie, right? Because it is like what you said, it's incredibly full of action and like fight sequences and sword fights. But if you put that stuff in a theme park, parents are a little hesitant to have their super young ones experience that. And so I was trying to like I was I was trying to rack my brain thinking of like ways to to really tell the history and the story without it being like blatantly violent. So what I came up with was the Dragon Gem Protector Training. And so okay. that additional experience, I want you to think of like the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail at Disney California Adventure. So almost like a kid fun friendly uh you know rope net like an obstacle, obstacle course. course yeah exactly an obstacle yeah. course so <clears throat> but what i also wanted to do is have it hosted so i wrote here like a friendly small scale martial arts demonstration using raya and her father ba right and so that mm-hmm. way it's not like you're actually fighting anyone bad it's kind of like what she went through at the beginning of the movie when she's training so like ba could be wearing that like you know 
that scary mask or something. But you mm-hmm. know, underneath, it's just for fun. No one's actually getting yeah. hurt. Um, it, it's sparring. It's not fighting. Yeah, exactly. It's sparring. That's the yeah. word I'm looking for. So, um, and then I wanted them to be able to display multiple types of Asian martial arts um, because in the behind the scenes videos that I watched, that was like a huge, huge thing that they wanted to really showcase in the movie. And they they went as far as to hire a uh, martial arts like producer, I think, or like a martial arts director who specifically wanted to show like different types of Southeast Asian martial arts. So I, I thought that would be really cool for like a live character, Raya and her father to kind of do like a little show. Um, And then of course the kids rope net obstacle course. Um, And then after their show, I want to have like a character meet and greet. Um, One of the cool things that I liked at the Redwood Creek challenge trail, that's also kind of in the sorcerer's workshop in the animation building in California adventure is you can answer a bunch of questions and then put your palm up against a redwood tree. And it tells you like what your spirit animal is, right? So mm-hmm. I like yeah. the idea of doing the same thing, but doing an interactive personality test to tell you what village of Kumandra you oh, fit yeah, into, right? Like, yeah. are you someone from Spine? Are you someone from Fang? Like, and then you can kind of, you know, get like a little sticker badge or something that says like, oh, yeah. I'm a member of Fang. I'm a member of Heart, something like that, um, which I, I loved as a kid. I love doing those kinds of things. Like I would just do it for hours. Yeah, I would I would wait till I get the one that I wanted. <laughs> I remember doing the Redwood Creek and being like, oh, I don't want to be the raccoon. Right. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> I want to be the bear or the snake or whatever. You know? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so kind of like that. Um and then I wanted to do a fun uh interactive um like exercise thing. Like if you've been to Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer Island, there is towards the back near the bumpy bridge, there's like a water pump thing where you and another person can pump water out of a chest and you see like a skeleton inside, right? And then once you stop pumping, it fills back up and you can't see what's mm-hmm. inside. So I wanted to do like a Sisu water pedal pump challenge where you sit down and you're like, you're like pedaling a bike uh, that's pumping water and it lifts a giant tuk-tuk ball up or down. Um, and then different, you know, grunts and things happen. <laughs> almost like he's asleep and you're bothering him by you know trying to lift him up with water pressure i thought that'd be really fun and then that's awesome the last part is learn how to decorate your own lantern from talon so like the lanterns in the movies are like a huge part of the color and like asian culture so i love the idea of painting your own lantern and being able to bring it home and display it in your house Um, and that's just like a fun arts and crafts thing so so really for me it's Mm -hmm. all based around like a kid's fun experience where like you know parents can learn a little bit about you know southeast asian history and art and and uh, things like that so and then of course also a sisu you know splash area would you have to do that well oh of course (laughs) of course what that could really lend itself to um not unlike the the sort of Nordic church where they show the real authentic like historical Nordic garb and instruments and things like that, you could make an entire area that's showing authentic, you know, almost more museum like where it would be a really good blending going from Asia proper in in animal kingdom 
going through that sort of experience of here's what traditional um, traditional artifacts would be. Here's um, a really cool set of gamelan and gongs, and here's what they would wear, and yeah. here's what they would wear in dance, and like the various masks that they would use, and um, their their crafts, and what they would use to uh, prepare different types of dishes, and here's the environments, and then that as a transition point into the more fictional world, right? And seeing now the connection between the real world and the fictional world. I think that blending is something that Disney does really well yeah. of being able to say, here's, here's our inspiration, our real world inspiration, really celebrating the people. I mean, I, I actually, I take that back. Uh, I don't think that anyone does it better than the Mexico pavilion in Epcot. Yeah. I think that, that initial experience, <clears throat> then pulling you into the, um, the three amigos, ride. I think that is really kind of what I'm imagining. Yeah. I also, when you're explaining that, I kind of pictured the scenes in Wakanda when he's going through that museum, looking at all the different real African artifacts. And then Mm -hmm. they trickle in that one piece. That's like, no, that's from Wakanda. That's vibranium, you know? Right. So I I, I like that kind of like real history. And then you trickle in some of Disney, um, you know, uh, movie history to the point where if you aren't paying attention, that could be real. Yeah. And it just so happens that it's been just placed in the right spot. It's not calling attention to itself. It's perfectly subtly <laughs> obvious. Now, Aaron, I, since our first attraction and our ride was so similar, I don't know about you, but I had some like runner up ideas. Did you happen to have anything that you were like, oh, like maybe I'd want to do this? I think that might be a fun like exercise. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, my my main runner up was trying to figure out a way that you could ride Tuk Tuk. Yeah. Uh, And then the other thing that I was thinking would be really interesting is more of like a think Kylo Ren on Rise of the Resistance, you know, having something very like cool and foreboding that you sort of encounter and then get pushed back from using again that capability of the boat Mm -hmm. of the, you know, of your ride vehicle. Uh, that was a concept in the scene work. And then just the ability to ride Tuk Tuk, just I really wanted that to be able to happen somehow. Yeah. Um, you know, I was even thinking like, what if it was just a little, you know, a, a ride on two rails where there's a ball that spins underneath it, but it's not actually attached to anything. It's just free spinning. And then you can just sort of like take a little, a little journey on something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I came up with, with just some like real, chicken scratched sort of ideas on that but didn't get very far yeah I, I did the same thing like I, one of my ideas was like for the additional experience i was thinking like oh maybe we can replace the indiana jones stunt show because it has kind of like the the you know ancient archaeological dig site kind of vibes mm-hmm. that ryan the last yeah. dragon has and i like the idea of replacing the big ball with tuk tuk so that tuk tuk is actually running down somebody <laughs> Uh, in like a stunt show, something like that. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that I was really, really trying to figure out and like, please leave some comments down low. If you think that you've come up with a way to do this. Um, I really wanted it to work at Disneyland and the way the, the kind of idea that I had was like incorporating it within jungle cruise. So what I mean by that is some boats are just Jungle Cruise, and some boats take you to Kumandra. Like, I thought that would have been a really cool way to incorporate it 
into Disneyland. Ultimately, I decided there's just no space. There's not enough space at Disneyland to do an attraction of the size that we want. Um, I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but I looked up like the Google Maps of how big the show building is. Yep. It's <laughs> it's big. It's huge. Yeah. So there's just, I mean, it only makes sense to do it in Florida where there is a little bit more wiggle room with space. And Animal Kingdom thematically just is a no-brainer. Totally. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah they did such a good yeah. job of like showing the age as well. Like even just walking around, you, you just get that sense of history when you're walking around it. Mm-hmm. This was really fun. I, I enjoyed Ryan the Last Dragon more the second time I watched it. So I would like everybody to, to watch it a second time. But this time, I want you to think about the attraction that you built. Uh, even easier, just think of the attraction that Aaron and I just came up with. <laughs> yeah, and see how make it improvements fits. on that. Yeah, make improvements. Yeah. We want to hear what you guys think. Um, this was, like I said, our first time being able to take a movie that doesn't already have a land. It like the only thing it has in the parks right now is a sandcastle. So we're working from nothing and trying to come up with uh, with these concepts as we we would have wished they could they could happen at some point in the future. Yeah, and hopefully they will. Yeah, you know I'm sure that. Raya will get a parade float and I'm sure that there's going to be representation of that franchise, but, um, man, I mean, it took, it took quite a while for frozen to get a ride. And I think frozen frozen was a cultural event. Yeah. The likes of which any movie, unfortunately coming out right now, especially in a direct to video, um, style and without a really catchy song to go with it. That's true. This movie was fantastic though. And if they do anything like this in any park at any point in the future, I will be thrilled to death. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, please leave some stuff in the comments with your ideas on how you would make this better or what, uh, you know, what elements that you would like to see. Remember to look up uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean in Shanghai. Uh, Look up the LED uh, water strobe light effect. I'll leave a link down in our description to a really great video that covers the Shanghai Pirates ride because that really did give me some good insight on what the vehicle was going to be capable of and how that sort of story develops. And that definitely influenced me on on my pitch for a Raya ride. It'll give you more details (laughs) as to what we're talking about. Thank you everyone for watching. Leave a like if you enjoyed this video. It really helps us know what types of videos uh, you guys enjoy. Remember to share this with your friends too. I mean, a lot of people are watching Ryan the Last Dragon right now. Um, Tell us what you think of the movie, uh, what you would do in the parks, how you'd like to see those characters represented. Drew, this has been a pleasure as always. Yep, I loved it. Had a great time. Um, Good to know that we're on the same page. I'm looking forward to the first time when we have a full out argument and don't dis- and don't agree on anything. <laughs> It'll happen. It's going to happen. It'll happen. Yeah. It'll happen. But anyway. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in and we will see you in the next one. Bye guys. Bye.